Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. I'm joined by Director of Public Health at the HSC Southeast, uh, Dr. Uh, Carmel uh, Milani. Good morning to you, Dr. Carmel. How are you? Good morning, Alan. I'm well, thanks. Right. We want you to get the latest update from the HSC. How are we fixed here in County Wexford? What is the most important message you'd like to get out this morning, please? Okay, so, Alan, certainly in Wexford, numbers are high. Um, they are high throughout the country at this point, though. Um, Wexford, not the worst by any means, but there's a lot of COVID out there at the moment uh, throughout the country. We all need to be aware of that. Um, COVID is a different disease, however, to what it was a year ago, where, you know, up to 20% of people who got COVID would have ended up in hospital. That's now under 2% um, and, and far fewer than in ICU. But it's still extremely serious because with the high numbers overall, that small proportion ending up in hospital equates to quite a lot of people in hospital now and, uh, and pressure on the hospital systems and on ICU. So it's really important that everybody's aware of the risk, but, it can, but we, we know a lot more about COVID now and we know what we can do to prevent it. I would still say vaccination is number one, and I know that we hear that message all the time, but there are still quite a few people in the country who are not vaccinated. Those, those kind of 10% of the adult population who aren't vaccinated, there's still very high risk in that group for both getting infected themselves and, and passing on infection. So really important that anyone who hasn't been vaccinated, you can still go for a walk-in vaccination centre without an appointment in some of the vaccination centres. Right. You can check that online, but in Wexford, uh, the one in Gorey, the Caelan Community Centre, I think is still operating a walk-in centre for the first one, first and second doses of vaccine. So really, you know, listen to the advice and look for official advice based on all of the evidence, everything considered to, to go and get vaccinated is the safest thing to do at the moment. Yeah. The other thing, um, and of course, if you're due a booster and you're called for your booster, don't ignore that call. Go and get your booster because yeah. there is some waning of immunity, particularly among those who had their vaccination earliest yeah. back in, in early spring last year. You know, the, the vaccine is tending to wane in effectiveness after five, six months. So important when you get your call for your booster, and that's now been extended down to people 50 and above, or if you have an immune suppressing condition at any age. Um, so uh, that is really important as well. Um, in terms of reassurance and what we can do as individuals to prevent COVID, well, we know in the system at large, there's not a lot of restrictions anymore. Back in January, December last year, it was necessary to have level five lockdown to con control cases because of the severe impact of those cases. Impact not as severe now, government, government not as keen to, to implement big, big wide-scale restrictions. But as individuals, we can think about our own risk and what we can do to protect ourselves. COVID sp spreads very readily when people are in close contact with each other indoors predominantly. It's much, much lower risk outdoors. So people leaving their house to go for a walk really need not be afraid to, to do that, to go out, get outdoors. And, you know, if you're wearing a mask when you come in contact with people, like indoors, we all have to do our shopping. You know, we have never seen huge amounts of spread in supermarkets or in, in, in shops. 
generally that's because the, the measures in place are good. Mm. It, 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 it's not an accident. It's because people are wearing masks now because they're using hand sanitizer and they're not spending too much time. Go in, do the essential things and come out again. That's fine. It, it's, it's not necessary to be petrified to do anything at all. But I do think it's very important that people who have symptoms stay at home. Um, and if the symptoms are, 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 are suspicious for COVID, cough, temperature, flu-like symptoms, stay at home, organize a PCR test, um, ring your GP if you're not sure if you need a, a PCR test. But definitely don't take the risk right. of going out, going to work, going to school, going to social gatherings if you have symptoms that could be COVID because there could be someone very vulnerable there who, who catching for whom catching COVID would be a very serious thing. So uh, everybody who has symptoms should be staying at home. Wear your face mask, especially when yeah. you're indoors. Avoid crowds and ventilation is really important too. If you have people visiting your home, open the windows, let the air flow through. Um, let, that will disperse the virus, any virus that's in the air. And, and uh, you know, attention to hand washing and so on is still important as well. Yes. But, um, you know, we often see transmission when the public health department's investigating outbreaks, etc. It's in those enclosed indoor spaces where people are sitting without masks for, you know, good lengthy periods of time, you know, 15 minutes or more, um, or on smoking breaks and meal breaks at work, that sort of thing. These are where the risks are. Short interactions, outdoors, not generally a problem. Sorry for cutting across you, but I, I just want to go back to what you said there about the uh, booster jabs. It's, it's on the front page of the paper as well. Concerns for those who got the AstraZeneca vaccine um, that there may be a delay. So they didn't get them for July and August and they're concerned when they're likely to get their booster shot. Can you shed any light on that for us, please? Well, the booster isn't recommended till at least five months after an initial course of vaccination, whether it's with Pfizer or AstraZeneca. So it, um, it, it should be effective. The AstraZeneca is, is effective and it, it is effective up until that waning starts around five, six months. So people will be called for their booster when it's due. And for many people, it's not due as yet and it will become due over time. Um, but they are still benefiting from their original course of vaccination up until they're called for their booster. Um, and if I could just say something about antigen tests, uh, uh, Alan, you know, there's, there's an awful lot of talk about antigen tests at the moment, and I'm concerned that the message about antigen testing is a bit too black and white. Mm. A negative antigen test is not a green light to go out and mix with people and feel that you're fine. It, they're not actually intended to be used for people who have symptoms. And I think this is a problem because if someone has symptoms, they should be staying at home irrespective of their antigen I, test I results. Um, a positive antigen test, yes, indicates there's a good chance that it's COVID. We recommend it's confirmed with a PCR test, but a negative antigen test does not mean it's not COVID. It's not a green light to go out uh, and, and mingle with people. If, if, you, have if you have symptoms, you should stay at home. I have another um, question for you, yeah. Carmel. It comes from a Morning Mix lister who has recently just recovered from COVID. They are in the 60 to 70 age group and they want to know when would they now be likely to get their booster shot? Okay, well, having had COVID, if that's a confirmed case of COVID and they had a positive test, uh, that 
uh, instance of having COVID actually boosts their immunity quite significantly. Uh, it's recommended that they don't have a booster for that reason until six months after that positive result. So they will be, uh, it, it's, it's not, it's recommended to wait for six months after, after a case of COVID um, if you've already had your primary course. If you haven't had a primary course of vaccination and you've had COVID, then you should wait about a month, but you should still have a COVID uh, primary course of vaccination. That's the first and second doses. All right. Another question. I'm over 76. I have still not been called for my booster. I had my second vaccine in April in my doctor's. Uh, If you may have slipped through the network there, what should you do, Carol? Okay, well, some doctors are not uh, giving the, the boosters. They, they just decided they're overwhelmed with their other work and they're, they're not. But that person can still have their booster uh, through the mass vaccination clinics. Now, uh, if they're able to go online to register or to, to go to a walk-in centre, they can do that. Just bring their vaccine card if they still have it with them, but otherwise bring some sort of evidence of their identity, the passport or driver's license or some sort of photo ID and they can go to a walk-in vaccine. Actually, no, they can't. I I must correct myself there. They need to wait to be called for their booster. But they should ring um, the the helpline with the HSE for advice if they haven't been called at this stage. And that free phone number is 1-800-700-700. So walk-in centres are for their um, first and second doses, not for boosters. But for uh, if they haven't been called for a booster and they're worried that they're Jewish, that it's six months yeah. since, and uh, April would be six months ago, uh, they should be being called around now if they haven't already. And if they can't get an answer from their GP or if their GP is not uh, doing the boosters, then to, to phone that HSE uh, helpline number, it's 1-800-700-700. Um, and they will be advised on how to make sure they get their booster. Thanks, Carmel. Before I conclude, first of all, I'd like to acknowledge in a hectic schedule that you took time to come on with us this morning, because in particular from our elder listeners, we've had listeners who, to put it mildly, are absolutely afraid to go out the door, and I think you've reassured them today. You've given them very important guidelines that hopefully they'll be able to get some quality of life back into their lives again. The government is bracing itself for an extremely difficult few weeks. None of us, when we hear the dreaded word lockdown, we simply do not want another one. Can we do something now to stop this happening, Carmel? Well, I suppose we can collectively. You know, actions of one or two individuals don't make too much difference, but if the majority of us try to reduce the amount of social contacts or just contacts with other people, then that will have an impact at a population level in bringing down the numbers of cases and therefore the impact on hospitals and ICU and on, on unfortunately deaths. So the, these are things that as a community, as a population, we all need to buy into and try to do. And I know and we've all heard that, you know, some Christmas parties and reservations have been cancelled. It's not necessary or essential to do those things, but I think people need to think twice about maybe the numbers that they have or the, um, you know, the extent of socialising that happens over the next, you know, few weeks. And I suppose the run-up to Christmas is usually there's lots of socialising going on, but if we could all just reduce a little bit, that would make a difference. Now, it's very hard to ask people to do that, um, but I am aware from, you know, what I'm hearing, that, that people are making efforts to try to 
to reduce their social contacts. And I think if we can all do a little bit of that, then we can all still, uh, you know, uh, ha- have the gatherings that, that are important to us. But maybe thinking about keeping them small, encouraging everyone who's there to be vaccinated. Of course, if they're going into restaurants or pubs or whatever, they should be vaccinated. They should have a COVID uh, cert. And it's really important that businesses check those and stick to those. Those are the things that will make a difference at a population level. Um, the boosters, we're already seeing early signs that they're effective. We're not seeing the same increases in the very older age groups that have had their boosters. So I think there's cause for optimism there. They do seem to be effective. So if people can make sure to get their boosters and otherwise keep the social contacts down a bit on what they would normally be, yeah. it may have enough of an impact. And, and all of those measures across society are, are what will make a difference and hopefully avoid us having to go to, to more extreme measures. Thank you, Carmel. That was Dr. Carmel Milani there, the uh, Director of uh, Public Health in the HSC Southeast. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.